0: I'm Caitlin and this is Health Uncovered. Mental health, are you okay?
1: If we can't look after our brain, how can we look after our body?
2: When I feel anxious, I usually try and like, lose myself in something.
1: You can't be going to therapy because you wear a smile every single day. People don't even seem to understand that, I don't think.
3: Hello and welcome to Health Uncovered with me, Kel Spellman. In this podcast series, we are looking at a variety of issues that affect young people like you every day. And we are having a crack at answering some of your biggest questions, maybe even some of the questions that you've been too afraid to ask. In today's episode, we are talking all about mental health. You know, the stuff that keeps you awake at night, it can make you feel down. I think it's safe to say that we all feel that way sometimes. Everyone has mental health. And today, we're going to help you understand what's normal, and what's a little bit more unusual, and when you should, ask for some help. Now, of course, I could not be doing this without some wonderful young people joining me. Here from Herefordshire, I am joined by... Jordan. Kerry. Phoebe. James. Thank you for being here today, guys. (laughs) And, of course, we will need some people who know exactly what they're talking about. We're joined by two wonderful experts. To my right, we have... Bryony. I'm a school nurse working in Hereford. And...
4: Sarah. I'm from a a charity called the CLD Trust, and we're a mental health charity for young people.
3: Well, thank you all for being here today to talk about mental health. Now, before we begin, I think, we're going to have a little icebreaker and play a game, okay? So I've got a dice here. It's no funny business, this is a normal dice. Jordan, can you confirm that's a normal dice? That is a normal dice. It's a normal dice, okay. Well, I'm going to ask each of you to roll it, and it will land on a number. And that number, I'm going to ask you to associate something to do with you with a certain emotion. So if it lands on a one, say, you have to name something that makes you happy. But depending on the number, I'll tell you what it is I want you to tell me, okay? If I was to go first, for instance... Okay, four would be something that gets you excited. And for me would be when Manchester City win on a weekend. <laughs> yeah. very excited. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go over to Jordan. Four. Something that makes you excited?
2: For me, it's probably buying a new video game. I use them usually to just try and chill out, so getting a new one is always quite exciting. It's a good day. Yeah. Nice, sweet.
1: <laughs> Three.
3: Something that makes you angry?
1: Oh, something that makes me angry. Like when you're eating a pie or something and someone just decides that they're not gonna, like, eat the pie crust, they're just gonna eat, like, the centre of the pie. The <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of friends I have. Yeah. Or they just eat, like, the best bits of, like... ..just wastefulness <laughs> of food, I suppose. Makes you
3: angry. Yeah. I like that! Nice! Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enjoy the full pie! Yeah, exactly! I concur? It's, like,
4: total passive-aggressive, not acceptable!
3: Felt <laughs> Thank you for that, OK. okay. Uh, Phoebe? Five. Mention a choice that you think you could have done maybe a little bit differently you've made over the last seven days.
0: A choice? Yeah. Oh, that's difficult. It's probably going to be something like putting off homework or a vision the last minute, because I seem to do that a
3: lot these yeah. days. OK, James? Three. Something that makes you angry? Probably like dog abuse. Definitely dog abuse. Mm. Nice. Great, well, yeah, we all know each other a bit better now, don't we? Pies and all that jazz. (laughs) Um, But, no, of course, today we are here to talk about mental health. Now, the first thing I want to begin with, does anyone here think that they've never had a mental health issue? You can say your answers.
5: I'm going to presume that everyone's
1: a no, then. Yeah, I think silence is a no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you'd say at some point you've kind of all come across some form of mental health issue. I think
1: everyone does,
3: really.
1: I think everyone throughout their life always needs some kind of emotional support, whether that be from family or therapy or even medication. Everybody needs support from everyone, and it can be as, like, you know, something as small as baking a pie with your family,
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know? You
1: know, it's that kind of support. Everyone needs that kind of thing. So I think, yes, everyone does throughout their life need some kind of support. You
5: can't just survive just by yourself.
3: Do you think we talk about it enough Absolutely
5: not. Absolutely not. We see a lot of mental health problems in much younger people and then yourself as you're going through into college. We don't talk about enough. It's not enough in primary schools, certainly not enough in secondary schools. It's still treated as a bit of a stigma. Whereas you just heard the answer from these young people, you know, they all have mental health issues.
1: I think mental health is treated a lot like the makeup stigma. You know, if you wear makeup, you're fake, you're this, you're that. If you have a mental health problem and you put a smile on your face every single day for your family members and all this kind of stuff, and then people start realizing actually, you know, or you go to therapy, you can't be going to therapy because you wear a smile every single day. And it's that kind of, you know, people don't seem to understand that, I don't think.
3: Mm-hmm. What sort of things then can affect your feelings and your thoughts on a day-to-day basis? I
1: think it's more just everyday
0: life because, you know, we all go through, you know, bad days. For example, with students, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us these days for like exams and stuff. So I think little setbacks can really like damage your mental health, I think.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything from like small menial things like not pouring enough milk in your cereal or something like that can can even set you off into having uh, mental health issues throughout like the whole day in fact
4: yeah. and i think it's not pouring the milk on your cornflakes yeah. it's the there's something else underlying there, isn't there? When we talk about mental health, if we talk about mental wellness or mm. well-being, we're talking about a resilience to deal with the difficulties of everyday life. So when we don't have that resilience, that's when it becomes an issue for us, something might not go wrong and then it will kind of impact for the rest of the day because we haven't got that wellness, that well-being to deal with that problem, which should be we should be able to manage those things every day. So yeah. mental illness is about when we can't manage those normal everyday occurrences.
3: There's some of the words that I've got written down, like strong emotions that associate with when your mental health well-being maybe is a little bit out of kilter, would be if you're feeling stressed, sad, angry or anxious, are they emotions that you can all relate to?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely.
2: What do you do and how do you react when you're feeling these emotions? When I feel anxious, I usually try and, like, lose myself in something, whether that be my social life or video games or music or something like that, just to kind of get my mind off things and sort of put my mind at ease. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the best way of coping with it. Does it help you though? It helps me, definitely.
0: I think mine's kind of the opposite of Jordan's. If I'm going through like a particularly bad like week or month, I always kind of try and take a step back and just like look at everything as a whole because sometimes I think if you're going through a stressful time, it's very easy to think everything's really big but if you just try and like break it down into small blocks, like what the problem is and just take a step back, it can really help and that's what I do.
1: As well as having emotions like anger, being stressed and everything like that, sometimes there's also a massive lack of emotion where actually you fully detach yourself and it's even harder actually to bring back that emotion and to kind of like rehabilitate yourself, I suppose, into being Mm -hmm. social and to bringing back your feelings. I find like music is like one thing because that can kind of trigger those emotions to come back, which is a plus and a negative, but it means that at least it's like back
5: I mean, everybody has their own coping strategies, their own mechanisms of dealing with them, and it's about that individual learning their own emotional well-being or what works for them, because we all have the different things which trigger the stress and we also have different
3: ways of dealing with them. Because it is so different for each person, I mean, is the way then that you kind of talk and kind of deal with it also different, or are there certain things that you can kind of go to for no matter who the person is and what the problem is?
4: No, no, I'm not sure there is a go-to. I think there are kind of... um... Guide, you know, the, the five ways to well being is something that's promoted as a way for everybody to think about their well being and how they might kind of look at each of those. So, kind of whether it be doing something physical, you know, increasing our physical activity has a really beneficial effect on, on our well being and mental health. Connecting with others, people have talked about. So, I suppose within those five ways to well being, we'll all have our own individual bits. Yes. If we're talking about kind of therapy and kind of like an intervention from a service, then that will very much depend on what somebody's experiencing in terms of their mental health, whether they're more generic things and somebody just needs a bit of help and support to kind of help themselves in Mm -hmm. that situation or somebody to understand where they're at, or if there's a particular point in their life, perhaps a bereavement, that they just need a bit of support to get over, or whether there is some diagnosable mental health condition that might need some medical kind of intervention and more long-term support. There's no one size fits all. It is very individual. And, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry about people not eating all their pie. (laughs) You know, that's normal life, isn't it? A normal emotion, and we're not happy all of the time, because that wouldn't be. right, would it? It's not a healthy expectation to feel happy hundred percent of the time and life is a range of emotions, isn't it? And we wouldn't be living life to its fullest if we only were ever happy. We wouldn't have that breadth of the experience.
1: Exactly. And to be honest, actually people that are happy like all the time actually scare me. Because it's almost kind of like it's so unreal to see that it just kind of almost trips me out is the only way to describe it because it kind of feels it kind of tears me even more from reality because it makes me feel unworthy of society and i think a lot of young people feel unworthy as part of society purely for the fact that mental health is so frowned upon and really we should look after our mental health as much as our physical health and even more so because yeah. if we can't look after our brain how can we look after our body our brain is what controls us what sh- you know helps us function
0: mm-hmm. there is so much like pressure within society to be perfectly happy all the time In the media, I think, especially with, like, developments in social media, everyone always posts just, like, the good parts of their life, so you always see this, like, really pristine picture. So I sometimes feel, especially with, like, teens who are still growing up and everything, if you're just seeing people with these, like, perfectly happy lives, then it can kind of, like, really damage yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. As you were saying, you see on social media, this picturesque life and you're almost wanting it and you strive for something that is actually unachievable because you're not it's not real everybody has down days everybody cries everybody has something bad happen in their life why don't you strive for one day every single day do something that makes you happy it can be something as small as reading a page from a book you like
3: or finish your pie
1: or finishing yeah. your pie, <laughs> exactly! It doesn't have to be a big thing. One thing my carers taught me is, take every single day as it comes. Don't think a week in advance, which is something I tend to do. Just concentrate on that day, and then at the end of the day try and think of something good that you've done. It's something really small and simple.
3: Yeah. Mm. Do you talk about, kind of, mental health and well-being with your friends?
2: No. no. I, I'm quite open about it. If I am having a really bad day or something's got me really anxious or something like that, I know I can go and talk to my friends, I can kind of rant to them almost and just let it out. And after that, I do feel a lot better. It's like a, a massive weight off my shoulders.
3: Hmm.
2: I don't, personally, because I think of it as... I don't know what they're going through at that point where I'm feeling down and that lot. So mm-hmm. I might be ranting to them, like, oh, I'm feeling this, 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 I can't handle this. And they could be feeling the exact same and I'm just making their burden worse. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also quite hypocritical because, like, if my friend's feeling down, I instantly want to talk to them and, like, make them feel all right. Yeah. But however, I just can't open up because I don't want to, like, bring them down with me.
3: Is Is there anyone you'd feel comfortable opening up to? Or do you, you kind of... Not really, No. no.
0: It's quite difficult like finding those right people in your life who you can be completely honest with because personally with my friends I always talk about my mental health and like how everyone else is feeling but it really does depend on who you're talking to because It's almost kind of feeling guilty if you're like kind of putting your problems onto them But I think that's something that we all need to get past because if we talk about it then we're all going to get better
1: I, I have that sense as well, I have like a couple of close friends and one thing we kind of put into place is if we're having like one of those days where it's, it's just not going right at all, we choose, like we have a safe word is what we call it, which basically means we can just type it to them and they know, we may not talk about it. But we're all aware there's certain things you won't mention, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think like something as simple as that like it doesn't always work, it's not always going to work, but on those times that it does it it does lift it massively, and it doesn't mean that I have to say anything, but it just makes them aware, and it makes them knowledgeable of the fact of their actions, like if they if they you know if they might do something that might upset me or trigger me or something like that,
3: yeah. How do you know when things aren't quite right if you're a little bit out of out of or out of sync on a day?
0: For me, personally, when I know that things are starting to get bad is when I don't like doing the things that I usually really enjoy doing and when I can't, you know, get through the day without... It's, it's over long periods of time, of course, because, like we were saying earlier, we all have down days, but I think especially when you know that you really love doing something is when you can't do that anymore and it doesn't make you feel the same way that you used to.
2: I know I try and think of like good days that I've had, and if I then feel worse or like just really bad on one day, I know that there's something wrong with me. I know there's something that I need to kind of talk about with someone. Yeah. Because I know on those good days, that's how I should be feeling. That's how I kind of should be going along. Things are in a good place. Yeah. yeah. But I also kind of realize that not every day is going to be like that. As much as I sort of cope with it like that, it's kind of confusing as well because i'm not sure at what point it is that it's really bad and i should be seeing someone or whether it's just oh it's just for today so i can just shrug it off
3: yeah are are there any other kind of signs as well that point towards your kind of mental health being in a bit of a bad place rather than a good place i think for me sometimes that just pure like tiredness like even if i know my sleep's been going all right and that but then on some days i'm just so drained and i can't Never quite know why. Don't know, there's, I mean, there's there's loads, I mean there are
4: things. loads of symptoms and things will be different for everybody. This is why we need to look at mental health as more of a kind of continuum rather than just feeling good all the time somebody who has a mental illness, that's kind of where the definitions sort of come in. And that would be when a mental illness is something that kind of affects your thought processes, your behaviour, your emotions. It's something that then would have a negative impact or distract from you being able to carry out your regular kind of day-to-day kind of stuff, your kind of work, you know, school, whatever. It would affect your ability to have good relationships with kind of other people. So I suppose a kind of mental illness would be that, but not on a one-off occasion. It would be something that would happen over a period of time. Okay. When we talk about well-being, our well-being might mean we still have a, a bad day where we might be tired, we might lack motivation, it might be a real effort. You might not want to, um, you know, I know when I'm feeling not so great, I might not want to see people. Yep. Um, you know, So that will all be kind of different, but that is a kind of moment, I suppose, whereas a mental illness would be having those moments on a regular basis for a sustained period of time.
3: What would you do?
2: if someone that you know, you noticed, was going through one of those kind of little bad patches? I would make sure that they knew I was there for them. I know with a lot of mental illnesses, it can come from, like, a lack of worth or, like, loneliness or something like that. So just telling them that I'm here, I'm readily available, if you need to talk to me about anything like that, it really helps them. In fact, it really helps me as well.
1: (laughs) What I've done for, like, a couple of my friends, just sometimes, is I've just surprised them with something really random and just magic or something that I know they've liked. And it's like almost giving like a child a Christmas present they're just like, wait, what? And it kind of does give them, like you said, that like self-worth, that kind of like, whoa, I'm worthy of something, whoa, wait, whoa. Someone has gone out, gotten me something and then come to see me, like someone wants to see me. It could just be like a simple text, have a good day. And I think people have to understand that people seem to think that they have to do loads and loads and loads and be checking up on people every single day and doing this and doing that. Nah. A simple text message saying, have a good day, I love you, or just have a good day. You know, it's something really simple. And I think actually in today's society, saying I love you and giving someone a hug is not done enough.
3: No, I agree.
1: It's not.
3: Mm -hmm. Do you know what the other thing is? I'm so glad you said that because as well, and I think we are terribly British. And we're always Mm -hmm. very polite and we always seem to say, yeah, I'm fine. fine. Maybe the kind of next question is, okay, if, if someone hasn't come to you, Maybe, you know, you can see maybe they're maybe not in the best of place, but you ask them how they are and they go, yeah, I'm fine. Why why aren't we honest about it?
5: That's got to come from the base roots, isn't it? That's got to come... One, it has to come from parents who ask their children how they're feeling and not just accept the... <laughs> or, or do you know the response? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. it's when you know you. I mean, you you can tell when somebody's not right by reading body language. So should we not be teaching it earlier on? Yeah. How to spot the mental health signs that you're not right? We can spot the physical signs, mm-hmm. but how do we re- learn to read body language? How do you re- learn to read people's facial expressions?
4: The question "Are you okay?" is a small and easy question, but the answer is is huge. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to tell somebody I'm not okay, that has huge implications. For me because that I'm opening up something very personal that I might not understand myself I might not know what to do with it and then I'm going to put that onto to somebody else do they have the skills to kind of deal with it will they know how to help me who are they going to tell what are mm-hmm. they going to do with that information to be able to give that to someone is huge sometimes people don't always want you to listen they just want to
1: splurge out they just want to regurgitate all that like stuff that's in their mind and not want you to listen and I think that's like another thing that should kind of like said
2: talking about it it helps a lot but just talking about it you do need some action as well with it Mm -hmm. so you need to be able to know what to do as well if a friend came to me saying, I've, I've got anger problems, the only thing I would be able to give them is just breathe. If you're feeling like that, just breathe, like, slowly. That's the only thing I could give them. Yeah. And I know if that didn't work, I couldn't help them anymore. And I'd hate that.
3: Yeah. By the way, though, never underestimate a few deep breaths in and out. By the way, that can help massively (laughs) at times. I
1: think what needs to happen is like I've kind of been through somewhat of the system, and what I found is I'm going there bringing up all this emotion, and I was leaving, and I didn't have the coping mechanisms, I wasn't being given tools to deal with the aftermath of that. Mm -hmm. So, those emotions that would bring me down the next day at college or just bring me down in general, I wasn't given any tools that would help like breathing exercises mindfulness just really simple things it's just about being given small tools that can just help you through the day or help you until you get
4: home and then you can just crash and do whatever you know and then chill yourself out the thing for me We all feel pretty empowered these days to do stuff about our physical health. We all kind of know where to get information. We all feel like we have some control over that, like we could do something, we could do some exercise. And I think the same needs to happen for mental health. I think there's a a fear maybe that, that it's something that somebody else needs to fix you, that you don't have any of the solutions yourself. And I think Kerry was just saying there's lots of really simple tools that we can all learn from a myriad of kind of websites and stuff. Uh, the NHS have got loads of kind of stuff um mind. There's loads of different stuff on the internet. There are lots of tools that we can use that can actually give us some control about our mental health and help us cope better. And it's only a very small minority of people that might need the help of a kind of professional service. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fear maybe in society that we don't feel like we can take control of that situation, like somebody else needs to do it for us. But I guess it's about all of us kind of reaching out to each other, taking notice, then doing something about it.
3: But, yeah, well, I think what i picked up on here is, you know, we just, we need to talk more and it isn't such a taboo. Again, I keep saying it's been a theme in in a lot of these podcast episodes. You soon realise that... This is common for everyone, yeah. we, we are all going through, it. we can all empathise, sympathise and relate to one another and I think it's just if we can get past that then hopefully we can start getting towards where we, we are in tune, we are listening to our mind and, and trying to look after it. Thank you so much for all joining me today and chat, it's been, been truly wonderful. That is it from us. If you do want to carry on the conversation, there are loads of places you can go and, and sometimes with mental health issues as well. It can be easy to go and talk to friends or families or you know maybe sometimes you need to go and speak to someone else. Whoever that might be for you, just go and talk and let it out. Let me say a massive thank you again to my young people that have joined <laughs> me here today. We've got Jordan, Carrie, Phoebe and James and of course to our health professionals, Bryony and Sarah, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Um, thank no, it's been my pleasure honestly please don't thank me Um you're truly wonderful so this was health and covered mental health with me Kel spellman and you can find a whole load more of these podcasts talking about a heap full of health issues for young people all you need to do is search health and covered in itunes or podbean or however you're listening to this podcast and you'll find all our episodes so far and if you click subscribe you will also get the latest episode downloaded to your device when it is released and so you know what just do it now because you will not want to miss them i promise you and i will see you next time
1: this is health uncovered with herefordshire and shropshire councils
2: health uncovered is recorded with nhs professionals who help young people like school and public health nurses to find out how to get confidential support with any health issue speak to your gp or ask in school